Heaven high. Hello, welcome to Rum Doings episode 174. John's wife has not yet popped out the little baby Jesus, so... Well, we at the time to... of recording, at least. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't know what's happened in the other room. She might have gone under the stairs into the little box and built a nest and... That's true. Well, she she's only... Licking all the vernix off as we speak. It'll be time for her to go in her box in the under the stairs for the whole winter soon. That's true, actually. You need to be, yeah. yeah, make sure it's a nice little warm nest for her and the babe and the pup. Yes, 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 yes. The walker pup. Mm-hmm. Nick, guess what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is another day. It's my birthday. Ah. Uh, what have you got me? I've got you the potential of a new baby. I don't think you got me that. I did. Oh, I'm going to have to have some quite disturbing conversations with Laura. I know, but still, I mean, a baby's a baby. <laughs> yeah, but not one that you've been to do it. Well, when it comes Ugh. out and starts correcting your grammar, you'll know that there are suspicious goings on. This is true. Mm. He's late. Why hasn't he come out yet? I want to meet him. <laughs> yeah, but you want to push him back in quite soon when he starts keeping you up till three in the morning and is all red and looks like an angry lobster. My baby will be better than that. The thing about, as you well know about newborns, is they're all equally hideous and you'll be quite peculiarly estranged from it for a few hours before it kicks in. So don't worry. I saw uh, in a coffee shop a few weeks back, saw a two-week-old baby boy who was ludicrously cute. So they do exist. Two weeks is very different from two minutes. Oh, yes, sure. You know, they've been able to unwrinkle themselves by then. It was probably also born by caesarean. Caesarean babies are prettier because they're not quite so scrunched. Sadly, their immune systems also don't work properly because their nose hasn't spent time in the mummy's bum hole. Bum hole, indeed. Mm. Um, And a couple of days ago, we saw a five-week-old baby boy in a coffee shop. Who's hideous? had a very cute indeed had a nice chat with the mummy he wasn't bad looking herself you get to see her boobies no she was she fed three times while we were there but always facing the wrong way so i never got a good look (sighs) selfish selfish it's it's you should have should have told her she should have more ethics for games journalists exactly yes but she was very nice and she was it's quite encouraging too it's quite a nice chat I mean, quite encouraging. Don't worry, several billion other people have done this. You're not a special snowflake. That's all the encouragement you need. No, it was no, just in terms of stuff. There's no, nothing. To, she, enc- gave, she, had, she was in the same hospital. No, was she? I can't remember. Oh, Do you need to be encouraged? Or oh, we've got one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yours is awful. I know. She's got impetigo. Oh, that's just ridiculous. The topic today, by the way, is... Have we got to the stage where we need to renationalize? Renationalize, got Renationalize One Direction. Hmm. Okay. Mm. So, um, Judy has an important question that she actually wants to ask you, and she did, uh, she did ask me to ask you this question. And that is before you have a bath, John, yep. do you make a wee wee in the loo before you have a bath, or do you wait until after you've had a bath? Right. Well,. And this is a question you need to answer for her. She will actually be listening to this answer. So answer in a slightly patronising way that you'd answer a four, seems to be five-year-old. It's your baby. Yeah. Um, Well, the horrible truth is I have yet to have a bath in this house. I hate that so much. That estranges me from you. (laughs) Good. The farther you are, the better. Mm. But But I shall answer Judy's question regarding showers. I think we know the answer to that. During. 
Well, actually, that was recommended by the Environment Agency or someone equivalent saying it saves a lot of water and it's ridiculous not to. It, of course it's ridiculous not to. And I believe it was argued by the Environment Agency of George off of Seinfeld when well, he screamed, it's all the same pipes. No, but be serious, though. It's true. It's a Seinfeld no, no, episode be, about this. No, no, be serious. If you say you're in a hotel and there's a nice big bath that you're going to go in. Yep. Yep. Do you make... I've yet to be in that hotel that has a big bath. Go on. Well, you might lose weight one day. And you may... Oh, it's funny what you did there. It's not funny what I did there, because a bath is only as big as it needs to be to fit your body, you fool. No, you great big twit. I mostly stay in American hotels, and they have those half-foot-high baths, as well you know. Yeah, but, but nobody can fit in those. Exactly, that's my point! Yes, but I'm saying if you might stay... No, that's not actually true, because there are some American baths which are huge, but you have to stay in a special honeymoon suite with the jacuzzi in them. They I very have, rarely go on honeymoons this day and age. You've, you've been on three already. Um, so if you, if you were to have a bath yes. and it fitted you nicely, mm-hmm. either because the bath were bigger or your body were smaller... <laughs> would, like I can fit in baths, but thanks, carry on. With a winch. If you did... <laughs> with the, just as long as I butter the sides before I get in, it's fine. A buttered bath. Yeah. Okay, so you get in your buttered bath. Yes. Do you make a wee-wee first? Assuming you, you sort of want to, or do you make a wee-wee during, or do you make a wee-wee after? I would, I'd like to say, for the record, not during, as in without getting out. However... Why not during? In, why because not I don't in the really water? want to sit in my own wee-wee. Uh, while it's it not, should be fairly sterile. Yeah, it's fairly sterile, but it's not particularly clean. It is urea. It is, it is essentially a toxin. A lot of cleaning products have got urea in it. There's this lotion that Victoria puts on for, for dry skin that boasts that it's got urea in it. Does it? Yes. That explains why she's always trying to get me to wee on her. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Che- you're, you're cheaper than that bloody lotion from the special shop. Imagine. Mm. Uh, the special shop. Yes. So, but my memory of baths, back in the olden days when I used to have baths, uh, it was that I would get in the bath, sit down, and instantly need a wee and have to get back out again. And then what would you do? Would you um, bother drying yourself at all? Or would no, you just I'd, I'd, slop the watery, all about tea places? I'd, I'd wring myself out like the uh, dirty old rag I am. Mm. So I'd like, kind of, you know... Ring, ring my arms and limbs and back and front out and then go and do a quick wee and then scamper back into the bath as quickly as I could. And hopefully it would have been very nice and cold in the bathroom. So when you got back in the bath, it felt like a special treat relief. I used to open the window in the winter. So it was much nicer to be in the bath. Why haven't you had a nice bath? Because we don't have a nice bath and the, the, we have, because uh, you know, because of the bizarreness of our house, we have the ensuite because we're so posh and rich. You're hugely rich, yes. Got a lovely shower in it, yeah. um, and then the bath downstairs is a bit in the in, is a bit rubbish. Will you make it better? I'd love. We both, we, you know, we both love to get a lovely corner you, bath. But you need a nice bath to bath the baby anyway. So use that as an excuse. That's they're called sinks. Yeah, or a bucket. Yeah, or the canal. <laughs> That's true. Tied to a brick. Depends how much noise it makes. We'll see, won't we? I hope it has a raspy cry and not some sort of. Police whistles cry. That was Judy's problem was she had this horrible, it was like a police whistle was being blown in your ear. Whereas Jessica's cry, which is my brother's uh, daughter, she's got this really raspy, as if she's been smoking 10 packets a day since she was born, she's the cry. And um, that's the sort of cry that you have to hope for because otherwise you get ear damage. Well, he's a boy, so he'll have a deep manly cry. Well, Jessica's a girl and she's got a deep manly cry. Wow. Marianne Faithful. Excellent. 
Mm. I noticed there how you um, privileged the masculine as being the preferential. Interesting. Is, is that what I did? Or was I perhaps joking about babies having it, deep voices because they're mm, men? Yeah, but interesting that, that manly, <laughs> was, was a manly was used in the preferential way there. I think you need to check your privilege. Do I? Or maybe it was a joke, Nick, based was on babies well, not having deep voices well, actually, as a rule. If you, if, you, can you, if you tell such jokes in future, John, do you yes. mind issuing a, 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 a trigger warning, please? Oh, you see, don't be a dickhead. Will you remind doing that? You're just please? being a dickhead now, and it's now kind you've of said dickhead and, and you've said dickhead, and that's phallocentric, and that's actually triggered me again. Oh bugger! See, I just find this that sort of thing a bit vile. Tell you what, get sexually abused, and then come back to me on your opinion on these things. No, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not or modulating. I'm not modulating the whole world for those who are sexually abused any more than I modulate the whole world and every output for those who are have any other issue. So no, I'm not. And you, you know pop. that I don't like your fetish of sexual abuse as being the sine qua non of all uh, all, all hell. As you know, we've had the argument about the yes. uh, about the iron crowbar, which you wanted smashed on your head before, if you remember. So let's not go through that again. However, despite your little rant. I still believe in Ugh, being... Puritanism. As, listen to what I'm saying. Ugh. To being as pleasant to other people as is possible. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know you don't believe in being pleasant. That's oh, it's not pleasant. It's, it's, it's treading on, on, on eggshells in a pathetically sort of almost purient way in that... Oh, I can't even begin to express how, how ironically offended I am by it. <laughs> And don't you dare ever mention trigger warning sensibly or seriously to me again, because I shall again. Explode. You're the one who brought it up. Don't mention it again. Trigger warning. Vile. Bloody twitters with their trigger warnings and their preference. Ugh, I wish the whole world would just die. Do you me. understand? Have you ever heard of post-traumatic stress disorder? Yes, I, yeah, I've, I, yeah, I've heard of it. Ext- I've heard of it. And you know what? You don't get triggered by, by a few tweets because I know actually quite a lot about it because my dad had a very long court case in, in, in South Africa about a p- people who got P- post-traumatic stress syndrome, as it was then called, after being uh, tortured in prison. And you are not triggered by people mentioning the word torture. What you're triggered by are things that are completely... Uh, unpredictable and antithetical to what you'd normally think, like a loud noise or a particular colour of light that happened to be the colour of light that they were using inside the cell. You are not triggered by people talking about sex or people mentioning abuse cases I, or anything like I that. Would like and to anybody point- who thinks that anybody who thinks that, that you are is just being a sanctimonious prig and saying, "Look how sensitive I am. I'm not going Listen. to talk about it because Listen. you'll be triggered." Listen. You p- pile of pusillanimous dreck. Why don't you all go and Listen. gas yourselves? So Listen. I can have the planet to myself and not have to put up with you lot. I think most people would be glad which if I you mean had a everybody. planet to yourself. Listen. I need one. I, that's first for sure. All, I'm so sick of these people. First, and you kip as oh, well. Oh, shut your face. <sighs> first of all, you, you don't know you any and of everybody that. everybody else. Are you oh, bastards. shut up, Nick. Just terrible people. You don't know any of that. You made that up to start with. That was no, based I didn't. In, you're, no, after I all your, your normal protestations against anyone saying anything without evidence to back it up, you have no evidence whatsoever to say what triggers sexual abuse victims. Secondly, it does make sense that a reading, differ, reading uh, uh, distinct, clear descriptions of sexual abuse could be traumatic for someone oh who has God, that as part of their so life. I'm not saying age. a tweet. Will you listen? I am saying reading yeah. explicit descriptions of incredibly unpleasant things could be very difficult for someone who's been through them, more so than someone who hasn't. It should be difficult for everyone to read. 
<sighs> Just don't like what's happened to you. <laughs> I know empathy to you is like the worst human trait, but unfortunately it is part it's of It's not nature. empathy. It's not empathy. It's a kind of simpering, self-aggrandizing uh, um, uh, sort of... Uh, Bat packing nor back patting nausea. It's it's not empathy. Your it's parody not, version of it is yes, but not what I it's just. It's going described. through. It's going. It's going through a kind of uh, parody. Or it itself is going. Through, it's going through this kind of weird ritualistic parody of empathy. That's what's so distasteful about pa- it. Yes, yeah, you uh, if you put your little rubber stamps and on things, then 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 you're being a good person. The same sort of person who probably then worries about their where, how, how to limit the amount of tax they're paying. It's, a, it's that Bono what? syndrome. That's what I understand about it. I knew you were going to say Bono something syndrome. stupid, but good grief. It's Bono syndrome. It's, it's, it's tokenistic nonsense like his red project or whatever. And yet at the same time, you're, whittle, you're whittling away your taxes. That's what I think of when I see anybody who gives a trigger warning. Because they're usually sanctimonious, quite unpleasant people who cause a lot of distress by their sanctimony. And yet uh, use that as an excuse to, uh, to, to, to be those unple- unpleasant people by saying, actually, they're being very sensitive. Most people who use these tropes, I find deeply unpleasant people. Well, in, in my experience, people who've used them have been both. I have seen people using it in a smug, sanctimonious way to try and self-promote themselves and look like they're being worthy, and it, I find it vile. And I've seen people saying, well, I, "By the way, if you if this could re- this could be pretty traumatic read if you're in particular circumstances," which is a generous and sensible thing to have done. Both it coexist. I don't think it is. Well, I know I, you don't, I don't think, think so. that because th- you're incapable of so. empathy, but that's that's fine. I don't agree with that. I know you don't. It's, uh, I'll, I'll allow the listeners to, but actually the listeners are quite <laughs> sanctimonious and, and re- drippy as well. So I imagine they'll probably agree with you as they <laughs> tend to do. They're, it's, they're it's, not. It's, it's nonsense. They're it's not nonsense. evil killer it's, robots. It's play acting. It's when play it, acting. When it, is, when it is play acting, it's nonsense and it's revolting. However, I am pointing out to you that life is not quite as simplistic as you wish it would be in order that you can sneer. Well, I, of course I can sneer. Yes, but I'm saying you, you oversimplify the world in order to maximise your sneers. You don't earn your sneers properly. And that, I think that's what I find offensive. Is when, when That's what winds me up most about you, I think, is when you sneer far too quickly, when you haven't earned a sneer. That's when I get really cross with I you. Think, I think I've earned it. I, think I, I love I've a good sneer, as ones. well you know. And you're one of the best. But recently, I've, a n- number of times I've seen you retweeting and sneer-tweeting a bunch of extremely dubious nonsense you haven't bothered looking into. I've just had very bad development. I've I've noticed in you. I've had enough of all these people. All these people. I really have. That's all humanity. All these, all these Twitter, all these Twitter people. You as well, constantly prodding the the little nerds and then saying, "Oh, I don't speak to anymore." And then you prod them again. I'm I'm surrounded, and I've seen the way toddlers and four year olds act, and this is just (laughs) what's happening. It really is. You and they are acting like four year olds, and I'm I'm saying that quite seriously. And and I know that's I know I know that's again that's that's your parody of it, but. What's actually happening? It's not is... parody. I've watched what you're doing. Oh, look what they've said about me. Prod, 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 prod. Oh, look, they're no. saying about me again. Oh, look, they've said something else. Why don't you just not talk to them? Seriously, why don't you I... never mention them again? Why don't you let me answer what that question? What is going on? Why with don't this? you let me? Yeah, yeah. you're not going to let me answer Ugh. the question because you don't care. Well, I don't really, but answer it for right. our listeners. How many? Our listeners care about you. How many? Three. We've got. We've, we've tripled got the number now. of listeners. Yes. So now you have to answer. Oh gosh. They've, they've tuned in specially to hear this. Why I do, do you not... keep engaging with these horrible people? Just don't engage. Why are you? Shut up. B- 
because when there is great injustice occurring, I feel it is the right thing to speak out against it despite the consequences. Rather than staying quiet and feeling how feeling smug about how clever I am. No, no, you're yes. participating. You're dancing. You're when I dancing in a sometimes I deliberately sometimes I deliberately when I tweet about myself and that sort of stuff and they retweet the, the hilariously stupid things that are being said and link to an eight chan post where they're all deciding that there's a massive conspiracy going on at which I'm the head. Then I'm having fun and I'm mocking them. When I have written about the terrible stuff that's going on and the really horrific stuff I'm seeing happening to people I know and people I uh, in my, my peer group, then it is about speaking up against injustice. And I'm not, I'm not willing to be a coward who doesn't do that. They're speaking out against injustice and there's being involved in the tumult of the uh, silly tweet. Yes, the, the, where, I, where, I go wrong, where I go wrong is then engaging with the horrendous people in, in my d- stupid belief that I can somehow reason with them. Yes. Well, exactly. And uh, I'm, I'm not telling you not to write essays, but I am saying when the nerds come back and jump out of their treehouse and start prodding you, just don't engage at that but, point. I, Unless somebody actually does bad, but here's, here's, the, here's the problem. I worry, and I don't know whether this has happened yet. I assume it hasn't, but I worry that it might happen. What if somebody does try to engage you and genuinely tries to say, well, actually, I do have a problem with ethics in journalism, whatever it mm-hmm. is, and you misread that as yet another one of these idiots. Uh, I don't know if that has happened yet, whether you, where you've, you've suddenly realized you've turned away somebody who was trying no. to engage and you no, I've, were too I've, sarky I've... or smarmy or whatever. No, I've, uh, I've, 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 I've. I haven't seen it, so I'm not accusing you of it. No, no, no. I've, I've, that, I've, I've that is a, it's a risk. I've accidentally blocked someone who shouldn't have been blocked because, um, but basically, my policy is where people who forward particular JPEGs to me, I just block rather than uh, anything. As soon as I see the JPEG, I just block the, the account because I know what they are. Um, and and so when a whole bunch of things come in all in a row, I've accidentally caught people who were saying who weren't joining in. But and they've generally tweeted me and emailed me and said, "Oh, I think you've blocked me." And I'm, "Oh gosh, I'm sorry." And then you know, that's JPEGs of what? Catholics? Yes, Catholics. No, pictures, oh, conspiratorial what? gibberish that, uh, that is uh, purporting to prove that I'm corrupt or so so forth. And that's what Aren't I was going to say. Gifts. That's the uh, no, they're not animated. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see it animated. I want more gifts of my corruption. Rogering a heron or something. <laughs> but this is so. This is the other aspect to it that I was going to say about why do I engage? And I, and I agree that mostly I shouldn't. That's that's definitely the case. But mm. um, when there is a concerted effort, not just by a couple of trolls, but an ongoing concerted effort by a few hundred people to uh, to spread misinformation about you that is detrimental to both your. Uh, your character and your career it's very difficult just to go la la and that's never ever happened to you so it's quite until it does i'm I'm very slow to listen to people who it's never happened to well like what what are they accused you of oh just like um oh gosh i'm trying to think well tell me tell me some of the things that tell me some of the things that you've done then the things that i've done in your in your squal yeah in your squalid life what have you done for example have you killed anybody or has that allegation not happened yet I haven't been accused of killing anyone yet, no. Um, Are you in league with the space aliens? Yeah, I've been accused of being in league with the space aliens. I've been accused of um, taking bribes of... Um, of, of From co- whom? Colluding with other... Jur- oh, developers or whatever and publishers and colluding with other journalists and all this. It's not, all of it, absolute gibberish. I have, I'm very disappointed to say, never taken a bribe in my entire career. 
Well, I know, but you exactly because you you as 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 I think the listener it's only one now. They've, yeah, they've they dropped, they got away. fed up and dropped uh, off. Yeah, as the listener heard earlier on, you're the most sanctimonious, self um, uh, obsessed with regard to your own um, morality person in the world. You you would probably if you did take a bribe, you would probably end up just dropping dead immediately of shame. So you're <laughs> the last person in the world. I, so, that I you're the last that... person in the world who would take one. It's just yeah. it's just odd that you're the one who they're accusing of because you are the most kind of moralistic and moralizing person, and you 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 hold yourself to such a kind of puritanical standard that is it's weird that that's what they've latched onto. See, now I don't I'm interested. That. I'm interested in what you're saying because you're saying sanctimony and you're saying moralistic, um, and I'm yes. wondering where that is because I've I, my perception is over my career I have fallen short of the stand of the moral standards that you would wish to hold me to. So I'm confused as to where that where you're no. seeing sanctimony from me. No, because uh, the, the the very worst thing that you've done is you went to uh, uh, relatively middling on in your career. You went to various games, previews, events, which I was a bit sniffy about. And I said, you, do you actually need to be flown to X, Y and Z to be shown this? Why can't they just show it to you in their thing? They're trying to influence you. And your argument at the time was interesting in that you said, look, this is a game preview. It's not a review. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter to that extent, because when the review comes out, we'll be reviewing it as a final product. Yes, and I would say uh, that there's a, there's a slight nuance you're missing out there, which is it doesn't change what you write because it can't change what you write because all you're doing in the preview stage, at that point in my career when I wasn't, you know, with RPS, we write previews very differently. Yeah. But when it's writing for magazines, yes, all you were doing was reporting the facts. You were saying the game has this many this and this many that, and you, hadn't, you wouldn't play enough of it to be able to make a judgment on it. So they were just wasting their time with all this stuff. I think as somebody as somebody who is very good at uh, empathy, I was actually <laughs> picking up something subtly there, and that is... If you've been in, just as a human, this is what I was worried about at the time, and it wasn't specifically you. I mean, this was this was what everybody was doing in the games industry. If you wanted to preview a game, you had to do it on their terms, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as a, as a human, if you've been invited somewhere nice, treated well, and have done something exciting, it's very difficult to um, be as dismissive and dispassionate about the entity. Uh, that uh, was a product of that However, I, way. Uh, my, then, my... If, then if it had been sent to you, then if it had been sent to you in a brown envelope, even if you try very hard subconsciously, I, I, I myself, I don't think I, I could be as nasty if I had a charming person showing me around a museum that day and buying me a nice dinner. I don't think I could, and well, is that, it, so that, I think... uh, the reason the reason I wouldn't do it is not for appearances, but actually I, w- I would feel myself that I couldn't do it. Now, if you can, then you are able to turn off this famous empathy of yours in a way that I genuinely <laughs> couldn't. I think my career is testament to that. I hack, I can. I recently uh, reviewed a game um, by an adventure game. Well, I'm not being sarcastic to say that. I'm not being sarcastic to say, um, oh, well, maybe you can, but I can't. I'm not effectively saying you can't. I'm saying maybe this is a skill that you can learn. And actually, when you look, when it comes out in the wash, but you have to admit that for some, it could be tough. And I think for me, it might be difficult. Fair enough. And that's why I, that's why I think review trips, re- review trips are, are, are never a good idea because I think then the taint is much, however honest you are, the taint is more likely to to influence what you write um because if you've just met the developers and seen what a nice bunch of guys they are and their game's a big piece of crap you can feel bad about saying that well i feel terrible to think oh my god these nice guys have spent and usually will be guys and god forbid it's a girl because then you'll feel even worse there are lots and lots of women working in games since you're about 20 yeah 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 so they're not nearly enough i've looked at the 
They're, exactly, and, and and they're given the PR jobs and no, and, and no. managing well, teams and that sort of. There are very few coders, and 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 this is a big problem, as you know. There are yeah. It, it, over the fifteen years I've been doing this, it's gone from pretty much bizarre to see a woman in a non-PR role to becoming more commonplace. But yes, yeah, certainly a big shortage. Anyway, there was an amazing. There was an. Uh, I'll interrupt just this because I'll forget mm. it. But do get get back to your narration afterwards. But there was an amazing graph in. Um, I, I, it was actually out this week and it was posted in all the places where they showed uh, women's career trajectories in science and in um, law and in medicine and that kind of thing. And you saw the trajectories kind of growing up through the late seventies and then early eighties, and then in nineteen eighty four and nineteen eighty five. You know, computer science was following the trajectory mm-hmm. for oh, yes, um, yes, all yes. these other professions, and then it suddenly, in '85, it crashed, and all and left all the others climbing. And computer science was the only one that just kind of collapsed for women. And they said it was at that point that computers were very explicitly being marketed, and computer games in particular started mm-hmm. being very explicitly marketed for uh, as a boys and a men's thing. And I thought that was. That was very interesting because it is sometimes, I have to be honest, in my darker moments, I am tempted to think, you know what, maybe that sort of deep geek computing just isn't for women and there's something innate that they really don't like about it and that's just never going to turn them on. But seeing that was quite persuasive that a big cultural shift did happen. And um, and who knows, it's amazing how long it would take for that to turn around. It'll be interesting to see with coding becoming a more commonplace part of education, it'll be interesting to see how much that will influence. I, I think that will probably be the thing that brings more balance to the, the uh, sex split. Anyway, yes, you were saying, I was about, saying the about the, and you, meet the and, you meet the, and you meet these nice people and you know, I they've think, worked bloody hard yes. on this game, even though you don't like it. And how the hell do you then rub their nose in it? When I you, think when this you've is, had I a think, drink with them. I think this is interesting. I think it works in two ways. I think one, it's, it, if you could, you, obviously, yes, it's, it could be problematic for someone who was not doing a good job. Um, I know that I have, over the years, written very scathing reviews of uh, games made by people I've met and know to be very nice people. And I think what where it can be beneficial is it can stop you from writing really nasty, lazy criticism. Lazy criticism, which is to go, oh, everyone who made this was, must have been really stupid to make something this rubbish. And you'll see a lot of reviews can go in that direction. I've certainly written them, where you can end up berating the creators rather than the creation. And I think that the benefit of getting to know that there are decent humans behind most games um, means that you moderate how you write in terms of if you focus your criticism on the on the creation and the final product, which is good criticism, rather than slagging off. Uh, you know, like the worst uh, the worst thing you can do is say this game is. And I've made I've made this mistake, and I think most people have, is to say that something is lazy. Mm. They've been lazy when they did X because the reality is no, they weren't lazy. They were working crunch for three months, sixteen hour days, miserable, not seeing their wives and children or husbands and children, yeah. and um, yeah. So you can be you can and it can teach you away from that. So there can be a benefit to remembering that these people are these things are being made. By well, you. as long as it's an equal opportunities benefit for those who don't send you on such trips, you know, when you get well, something yes, in a lazy looking brown paper envelope, you equally remember the people. And I think we should we should be a bit careful because people listening don't know when, what we, what we mean by such trips. I think the biggest extreme trip I went on was uh, was Activision sending me out to. Uh, to Poland. Are you sure you want to talk about it? Yes, of course. Right. Um, so we got, we got sent out to Camp Wolf. Yeah. Um, it wasn't particularly luxurious. We stayed in the hotel that's next, the building that's next to the house that Hitler bought, built Eva Braun. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And um, we were, <laughs> that's, a, that's a way to get to your heart. 
And we were driven out in US Army jeeps um, through the woods towards Camp Wolf. And at a certain point, there was a branch across the road. So the people in the front car jumped. These jeeps were like terrifying. Like, the insurance for the trip apparently was an absolute fortune. Um, people jumped out, pulled the branch out, at which point Nazis ran out of the woods, killed all our drivers oh, and arrested okay. us. And, oh then took us, and See, then people we just, hearing that would we'll, we'll just not believe it. They'd say, no, that the, 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 you, you had some fever dream. Nobody would put that <laughs> up just to promote a game. That's just ridiculous. But it actually happened. It doesn't. I, you know, I, I don't go on press trips anymore and haven't done for many years. But I don't know if anything like this still happens. I haven't heard about it. I mean, there's still really stupid things going on. A few years ago, I remember there was a bunch of people got taken out to go foot, race car driving for a day and then which had obviously nothing to do. But when you hear that, I mean, you don't, you, you, obviously gay Gamergate's only uh, chosen the ethics and journalism thing as a post hoc justification. Yes, and, and have never mentioned any of this yeah. stuff and haven't yeah. seemed to have but, found but out actually, about it. But actually, I mean, if you if you were genuinely interested, you that would be something you'd say, hmm, that yeah, is actually a bit rum, isn't that? And, yes. Uh, and also, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I'd be really fascinated to find out. Does that sort of thing happen in other cultural oh, yes. industries? You know, when, oh, when, yes. when, when, does, does Mark Kermode get flown out and chased by Nazis? Um, I don't know about that extent of things. Certainly, um, you know, in, in terms of there's lots of really dodgy stuff for the high end stuff. Like if you're driving luxury cars. And, oh, yes, yes. Of course. And all this sort of thing. And I, I doubt I don't know. how. Obviously, with film, they've got the the much more powerful uh, way to win you over, which is, hey, you get to come and talk to Brad Pitt for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, there's nobody really in gaming who... Exactly. There are there are a few names that people get excited about. But, you know, I've mm. met most of them and, and, and you know, like, Sid Meier is probably a very big celebrity in gaming. I've met him and he's like meeting, he's like just a lovely man in a jumper. But he's no Brad Pitt. And I thought he, the game I was out to see when he, I thought Brad, met Sid Meier, Sid Meier, lovely man. Thought the game was pirates and I think it's rubbish. Everyone else mm. disagrees, but I think it's rubbish. Um, I do as well. <laughs> Did you play the original Sid Meier's Pirates? I might have actually. You might have liked that. It was an old Amiga mm. game. Anyway, mm. he um yeah, and like there's people like Ken Levine and uh, I've not met Ken Levine. Peter Molyneux. Ugh. You met that um, great. You met the the very very large chap, Gabe. I've met Gabe. Yes, he's not so very very large anymore. Oh good. And he's good. got a wonderful beard. Oh. Oh, that's necessary. I think yes. Unky Gabe. Yes, growing the beard was the greatest thing he ever did. I remember I, I suggested he might want to be selling to Microsoft, but yes, I, I, I can see that's probably not going to happen now. You, I think you can concede you're wrong on that one. I mean, uh, it, it, in 10 years' time, maybe he'll buy Microsoft. So we'll he is, of course, Gabe was one of the Microsoft millionaires. Hmm. So he set up Valve with the millions he made from leaving Microsoft back in the, in the 90s. So yeah um anyway yeah so there's a few vague but no yeah there's no one there's no brad pitts and johnny depps and um and Anne hesh's and whoever oh, Anne hesh that was a strange name to pop into my head was um i mean yeah. i suppose if you could meet roberta williams though that would be <laughs> do you know i've never met roberta williams no they're at her and ken are both out of retirement due to this whole kickstarter fad. oh really that's nice yes yeah, although it um, might be like a reunion of an old 70s or 80s band that you don't really want to have a reunion. Yeah, well, certainly that was the case for the Legacy Larry stuff. That did not end well. Mm. Yeah, well, there we go. Um, and I mean, ended with Al low furious with everyone else. Oh, gosh, it was a real mess. Is a baby born yet? Uh, Laura? Just this well, check. It might have dropped she's out. Not, she's not responding. She must be having the baby now. Oh, OK, fair enough, yeah. Um, no, anyway, so the point was, yeah, film industry, you get to meet famous celebrities and, and, and I imagine that makes a difference. If you go, you know, you go and review a movie and then you meet the stars and you talk to them about how much they love the film, you could probably suggest there could be, you know, it could be more difficult to slate a film after you've met the enthusiastic, mm. super famous celebrity 
here trying to sell it to you. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, so that was, that, that's, that one I described was the most extreme, and it really wasn't that great of a time because it was just very uncomfortable. I got to have a tour of Camp Wolf and the bunkers and stuff, and that was extraordinary. It was an extraordinary experience. Well, my idea really had nothing is... to do with the game, and and the game. I, I don't think I've ever played the game. It was for oh, hang on, that was Call of Duty Two. I did play Call of Duty Two. That dates how old this story is for everybody. Call of not Modern Warfare Two, Call of Duty Two. Whatever and then, that means. Yeah. Well. And that was Activision. So that if, they, if they do this stuff anymore, I mean, I never was comfortable with it. It was great because I got to do this cool stuff. There was the other extreme. You said go to nice places. That was, you know, I, I was once asked if I would go on a press trip to the south of France for a week. Oh. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I said, and the, the person offering me the job said, offering me that said, we're offering it to you because we trust you not to be influenced. And I said, the reason you trust me not to be influenced is because I say no to a trip to the south of France. I mean, why were they even offering it? What's weird is what, what do you think you'll, you'll get? Why are you paying for me know. to go on a holiday then? If you yeah. think that that's not going to affect your the profitability of your product in any way then you're being negligent to your shareholders just giving away holidays yeah. to people for no reason you know Indeed. give it to and again i should date that that was approximately it terrifies me because i'm so old but that was about 10 years ago so i haven't heard about stuff like that happening for a really long mm. time so i think the the industry may have cleaned its up act up a bit in, in terms of this sort of stuff yeah and i mean it's that that really would be grist to these people's mills but they're not really going after that sort of thing from what i can tell i mean it's uh no no it's, it's when the, a, the fact that this that that I remember that that race car driving day that people had people ended up writing stories on their websites about how they went race car driving for a day mm. literally that ended up being content on in in on site so it's, so the corruption was just there like hello hello we've been given a junket that's a certain honesty though i mean you... well i would like to see i would if i if i were if if the such trips ever still happen now and someone went on for rock paper shotgun i would insist that the trip be described in conjunction with anything we wrote about it saying this is what happened to us oh do you know what would be really cool though actually what's that rock, rock paper shotgun you should try and get one of these just get invited on one of these okay whatever the junk it is mm-hmm. so you know make an exception and then Excru- in excruciating detail, review the junket, the fun you had, <laughs> yes. the food you ate, and then never mention what the product was or what the game was, <laughs> and then and then, and then and then and then boycott ever reviewing that game at all. <laughs> so you get the complete inverse of what they would have wanted. That'd be brilliant. That would be good. That you see, you see, I I, I should be product developer for rock paper shotgun enterprises mm-hmm. well of course i could be com- don't forget i could be completely ignorant of what's going on in the seedy worlds of magazines and so forth just because you know people rock paper shotgun doesn't get invited on trips no. very often and i can um, say so. I, i've seen i've seen your cd underbelly and rock paper shotgun is a paragon of virtue in a way that's almost irritatingly puritanical as i've said so that's why it's ironic <laughs> that's why it's i it's ironic that you of all people are, are being accused of this the it's... frustration that rock paper shotgun is the target is the target of a sustained campaign to destroy our advertising with a hundred percent failure rate i should stress but um yeah. is is a little galling, it has to be said. When you ask people within the uh, the joy of Gamergate why they're targeting Rock Paper Shotgun, they say because you publish those gamer articles, gamers are dead articles, and and so we'll say, well, no, we didn't. In fact, we published an article saying we disagreed with them. So <laughs> why is it you're targeting us? Oh, because you you link to one of them. Yeah, okay, so we link to an article you don't like, but why are you trying to destroy well, our business? Well, like the answer is to do to, to Well, you link to them as well. You know, should yeah. should, you, should you be boycotting yourselves then? I mean, it's. But, 
And also the other thing, this is what just be so crazy about the advertising boycott thing is they are arguing it's because it, actually yeah. it's about ethics. I don't know if you heard Nick, but actually it's about ethics in games journalism. Yes. And uh, if you want an ethical gaming site, the last thing you would ever want is the editorial content of that site to be influenced by the advertising. Hmm. So by campaigning for advertisers to stop advertising on sites that write editorial content they don't like, they are campaigning not, for advertising to dictate. Yes, I read that, and, and and that's pithy, but it's not quite what they're actually campaigning for is for the journal to die. Well, no, it's, it's interesting how because of course the the phenomenon of this this hot, this grisly movement is that there is no coherent thought, there's no cohesion within. So some are campaigning for the institutions to die, and believe me, I've received. I don't, I don't like to, uh, at least a hundred different people contacting me. Maybe, oh, maybe you know fifty to a hundred different people contacting me to say how they want to see rock paper shotgun destroyed forever. No, I don't. And when you ask them, when you ask them why, you, you pay you pay us money every month. So no, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. So when you but then you ask the person why, and they'll say you know that whole thing I just said, yeah. and then eventually you say so you know why, why is it you want us destroyed then? Oh, we don't want to destroy you. We just want you to learn you know learn that you can't do X Y Z. What? You you uh, yeah. You learn that you can't do what? That you I mean, can't you can't write. We we can't allow our politics to influence our writing. Is generally what it comes down to. You see, that's a, I, I know. That's, a, that, that's always agony, been a very fa- that's been a fascinating um, little uh, prob- problematic conversation that they try to have because you know you say no you what you're 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 taking the most political of stances mm-hmm. here and and demanding that we be highly political in what we write. And this position was articulated for them by none other than Breitbart.com, an extreme right-wing website, which is a boldly focused partisan political site. Mm. And that's where they took their education on uh, anti uh, on, on apolitical content. <laughs> There's the, a website was set up by um, someone within the movement. Um, I've forgotten her name, uh, unfortunately, but she set up a website which intended to be the gaming site that Gamergate wanted. Okay. The one that was not going to be influenced by politics, that was going to be apolitical, you know, obviously ignoring the impossibility of this. Um, mm. And would strive for objectivity in news, just the facts, blah, blah, blah. And so they set up, she set up this site and she got a bunch of contributors and it was running away. And then uh, they would put reviews up on the site as well. Mm-hmm. And every time they published a review, her Twitter would be inundated with people tweeting, uh, quoting lines from the review like, it's a shame that X doesn't work very well. Or it's a shame that they did. And they're saying, oh, excuse me, objective, please. <laughs> and she ended up writing a blog post about how miserable she was because that everyone was turning against her because their reviews weren't objective objective what does that mean there <laughs> is a red, a red pixel appears in the top left hand corner its partner pixel is a green pixel then an orange pixel follows approximately five milliseconds later to cause a rippling if i don't say rippling that's a slightly unobjective word it's just <laughs> an appearance of a light turning on next to another light of course if you want a description of what's in a game just read the publisher's summary or that's, just play the game just play the game yeah that's the uh, it's it's you see this is a problem when you have um ethically and philosophically illiterate people who are riled up this and mm-hmm. of course and uh it's just fascinating to me that people can become so passionate about that which they have no coherent thesis i saw that someone i that that article the most recent article i wrote on on my blog about them uh someone on a reddit thread wrote a a multiple uh, thousands and 
thousands of words in uh, over four or five different entries in response to every paragraph of my article, uh, demonstrating all the logical fallacies without ever getting any single one of them correct. Oh, I it was love like he'd that. read, he'd been to yahoo.com to find out what, you know, Yahoo answers yeah. to find yeah. out what are logical oh, fallacies, please. I love it when they, they try and use the Latin names. <laughs> oh, yes. They try and use the Latin names. Post hoc um, ad ergo ecta hoc. <laughs> I love it when they try and do that and they have no idea um, what it is they're playing with. That's oh, quite cute, really. I could, oh, look at you with your, with, with, with your uh, <laughs> two, two cock. Etc. Oh, lovely. <laughs> the cute, like... that's, a, that's a straw man, though, Nick, right there. You're straw yeah. manning. Uh, I, I am, in fact, I, no, but by saying you know, I'm straw manning, uh, you, you, you're, you're begging a question. You're committing um, the fallacy of logic fallacies. You're committing the, the fallacy of the uh, 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 game, game distribution middles. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's 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 all it's all bubbling on a bit, isn't it? Oh, it's so sad what's happening to to good people and and av- you know average people. So this is uh, my, my my conclusive thoughts on the whole thing is one: there are people caught up in it who are not misogynists. I think it's However, very important to say they, that there are there there are people who yeah they they are manipulated, quite yes. naive, quite sometimes quite damaged people who just think. Actually, there's a crusade to go on here, and I'm not yes. quite sure what it's about, but I, I want people to be honest. However, I believe that the rationalisation that the negative side of it doesn't exist is ultimately dishonest, and therefore these people, uh, there's no excuse left for anyone, really. There's no excuse left for anyone to be siding with it at this point. Um, it's it's just, a tarnished It's a tarnished brand. It is know. a very tarnished brand. And if anyone cares it's about like ethics games journalism, hi, so do I. Yeah. I'm about the only games journalist in Britain, whoever writes or talks about ethical problems in games journalism. Yeah. I've been doing it for years. There was, a, amazingly, at one point, 8chan or 4chan or wherever they were at the time, uh, there was a thread someone pointed out to me where they'd stumbled upon some of the stuff that I'd written in the past about uh, criticising the stuff that happened with the GMAs and the subsequent stuff that happened with um, that journalist for Yeah, but do you, know, and... do you know what you did, John? You went back in time and planted those there as a false flag. Well, it was false. well, the funny thing, the funny thing is the way it was interpreted. It's, oh, no, look, the SJWs must have got to him because he stopped doing this stuff since. Uh. And it was since the last time I'd written something like that. So rather, <laughs> the rationale was they found out that I was essentially doing what they pretend they're about. Yeah. And then they couldn't rationalise that to themselves. So they just had to pretend that something had happened to me since. Oh, they got to him. <laughs> the lizards. The lizards got to me in the time since, so like a few months ago, which was the last time I wrote something like this. And then when all the GMA stuff was happening this year and I was campaigning, I begging people not to go and, and so forth. Uh, no, nothing, nothing, not a peep out of them about it. Anyway, let's stop talking about nerds arguing about uh, pixel toys. Um, you're going to be a daddy soon. Um, oh, uh, no. does, does that, does, in all seriousness, are you are excited by that or terrified by that more generally? Obviously, it's both, but which is the one that's the predominant emotion? Now, now it's excited. Right now. Right Good. now it's excited. It's, um, yes. I, I have this, Laura has, uh, Laura had the, has this terrifying conviction that if she, when she, if she were to miss her due date, that would be it. She would have missed her slot. 
you have to go around against like yeah, at the exactly. uh, at the it's like at the you know an airline pilot coming into land to <laughs> then right. do a go around and but my whereas my totally irrational and nonsensical fear is that she might just not ever have it like, nah, just she no, might never bother coming out yeah. exactly she might just get to this point and go oh, actually no it, it might just never happen now well it'll just grow up in her yeah. <laughs> maybe or it'll, you know, she'll just, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So I have this this bizarre, like, this terror that, I don't know, it's weird. I'm Obviously, I'm terrified of everything going wrong all the time. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm just, what I want now is to meet him more than anything else at all. It's oh, no, no, that's, no, don't, don't have that ambition there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't they mean get to, they, I'm not saying get to know him. I mean, they are so, they are so rubbish for the first few weeks you wouldn't believe well this is there's a few things to contradict that like the first thing that babies can mimic um facial expressions with from within an hour of being born yeah they're so they say no i've seen it i've seen it happen on film and stuff it's very cool yeah. like babies will stick their tongue out in response to stuff. so you know. can have that connection and and that's possible um and also meeting this, this two-week-old baby a few weeks ago and just seeing how it was engaging it was cut, holding its mother's gaze and all this sort of stuff so it's not too long to wait before you start to have the beginnings yeah. of a connection but yes obviously i'm not going to get to know him for a good few months because he's the, not going to have a him to get to know no and by the way the, the, the sleep thing people go on about but it's actually not not that bad really well, it depends. I have a friend who... Um, has, uh, yeah, has... you know, people who allow it to be that bad. But you, <sighs> you, and, you and I have been up till three or four in the morning in the past. you just got to switch back to that mode where that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's basically the thing no, you no, do. I have, I have a friend whose who's kid didn't sleep for more than two hours at night time for the first year. So she never had more than two hours of unbroken sleep for a year. I'd expect that for the first three or four weeks, but a year is a bit much. <laughs> exactly. So it, it, it can't. That's an extreme. And then my sister, both her kids slept through from two months. Yeah. So that's what you know. she. But yeah, but well, here are here are the the only two things. And I'll say this not just for you, but for the one listener who's now listening, if, mm-hmm. if he or she ever has a child, um, the one thing that always surprises people is how much they are constantly wanting to eat, whether, frankly, whether it's breast or bottle, but they're on the boob the whole time. Nom, yes. nom, 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 Oh, my God, it's not stopping. It, <laughs> it, oh, I thought there's supposed to be a 20-minute feed there, a 20-minute feed there, and a, then a three-hour, four-hour. No, no. Yeah. They are nomming and nomming and nomming and nomming. And people think, no, something's wrong. I'm not obviously not giving it enough. I'm not supplying it. And then they panic. The second thing that they are they're obviously are concerned about is you 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 sleep and this happened with me you, you start going slightly mad because you then you you how you're woken up every hour and a half to every two hours for the first few weeks and you expect that but then what happened was she started sleeping for four hours at a time and i would start waking her up because i was worried she wasn't getting she wasn't getting <laughs> enough food and i had I wrote, I wrote a pearl program Yes. Um, which, which, which I just had to press enter on the keyboard and then it would time the next two hours and then play an MP3 file and wake me up again so that I could wake her up and, uh, and bring her and, 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 and then get Victoria to feed her again. Oh, and then, poor Victoria. And then, and then we, 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 I think the Pearl program lasted for about a day and then it was deleted. <laughs> yes. But, no, you know, we're, we're very much aware of the baby led feeding and all that. Yeah, stuff, you, but, so. but, but, but you, you'd be surprised. And, and I've seen um, health visitors and midwives who just don't understand because they're used to seeing a much more regimented way of doing things. And so they say, OK, we'll just let the baby cry for an hour, but you won't want to do that. So if you don't want to do that, then what you do is it's just feeding the whole time. And it can be exhausting because yeah. the, the because the baby has to grow. Was it something that has a double in size within within 
six weeks or, or, or something like that, or certainly in mass. And you'll never, ever, ever do that again in your life. The amount of energy you need mm-hmm. is ex- absolutely extraordinary. And evolutionarily, the baby is there to, it's got to put on as much fat as it can as soon as it can, because winter could be coming and it may not get the same quality of food quite soon. And the, the, the weird zombie beast from beyond the wall might come. Well, exactly, exactly. So that's the one thing I will tell everybody. You know, they Here's will the thing eat, I'm and eat, eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. And oh, and also you'll have your um, ten days in the um, or seven days in the health will come in and tell you that your baby's not growing enough on the graph or is growing too much on the graph. <laughs> yes, and and therefore either needs to be fed more or less or give some special formula or whatever. Uh, you, you, what you do is technically you tell them to bugger off and mm-hmm. not to weigh you until you're, you're two or three weeks in, because the baby's supposed to yes. lose about up to 10% of its weight yes. anyway. Our NCT leader was very keen to encourage people not to let them weigh the baby for a good few weeks. And that sounds crazy, but I, I wish we hadn't, because we had this mad health visitor who came in, who wrote us this weird schedule, because Judith was tracking on the chart, but it wasn't tracking quite the way she wanted to. In other words, <laughs> too low centile even though it was tracking that centile she wanted her to jump a few centiles you know to suddenly become a different sized baby uh, from a different yes. person basically yes. so said so, right you need to be feeding every 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 hour and a half and then expressing and then feeding more every hour and a half and we, realized, and we wrote this down the sheet and we looked at the sheet and we said if we do this we're going to go mad we tore it up and ignored her and she was fine and so you will go through the hysterical health visitor thing that, ex- that explains why days, Judy's whether, such whether an emaciated mess Yes, we, yeah. we we now feed her once every three weeks right. on schedule. So the, here's a piece of advice I'm going to give to parents. Armagnac. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's going on? Yes. Why did Victoria... I've been given a glass you? of Armagnac. Wow. She suddenly turned up and gave me a glass, a glass of Armagnac. Where's mine? Yeah. Thanks. Pass it on. Ug, ug, ug. There you go. Anyway, right. So here's my piece of advice for parents. People are very nervous to give advice. Yeah. And they're I'm very not. conscious that too many people are giving advice. Giving advice is brilliant. Do it. Because I people agree. can choose what I they agree. hear. So don't be shy to give people advice. Because you may say the thing that the person would never have heard otherwise. And if you say something that's spurious exactly. nonsense, people are generally able They'll to, to recognise that. Yeah. Sorry? Did you know that babies have three horns on their heads? You know, we found that. You're saying, no, actually, that's not, that's not really exactly. something. So don't worry about <laughs> giving advice. But there is a thing that... So parents are worried about that and, and hold back. There is a thing that parents do not hold back on that they need to. And that is the, oh, you just wait. Shut up with you just wait. Because it invalidates the experience the person is currently having. You just wait so, for what? You say, oh, like I've talked about how, you know, how my worry, I worry about X, Y, and Z with the unborn baby and this and that. And they go, oh, you just wait when the baby's born, you're going to be worried. Yeah, I am. I know that. But right now I'm worrying about this. And when this you just wait factor, and I've seen it happening to other parents, like they have the baby's three weeks old and they're saying, oh, X, Y, and Z's happening. And they go, oh, you just wait. Stop you just waiting and validate the experience they're presently having. Yeah, but what do you think? No, validate this experience sounding is sounding dangerously close to psychologically. What do you mean by that? Just say, yeah, I remember that too. It sucks, doesn't it? Or don't worry. I, yeah, I remember that, but it wasn't. It didn't turn out to be a problem in the end. No, but what do they mean by what's 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 what do they mean by you just wait? What you what you're having now is trivial compared to what's yeah, going to exactly. happen next. I don't and it's, it, it's funny. It reminds me of how people treat teenagers. So, like, I remember I was doing youth work once, and a 14 year old girl had just broken up with her boyfriend, and she was in tears. Um, and they'd been going out for mm. two weeks. And she was in floods uh-huh. of tears about this. And as an as a twenty something as I was at the time, in my late twenties, thinking, you're you're not even going to remember this guy's name. 
when you're you know when you're when you're tw- when you're my age you're gonna you're gonna have yeah but the emotional me. turmoil she's exactly go- the emotional turmoil she's going through in the present is just it's as real intense. and it's I mean, so haven't you heard haven't you heard any it's so haven't you heard any pop songs by and about teenagers Exactly. So it's so tempting as an adult to say, look, you're not even going to remember this guy and just try and put it in your own context for them. And it's actually really cruel because it invalidates what they're going through. It denies their hurt and pain and trivializes it. And yeah, it's, I think it's I similar. Can see it how that works, but, that. Yeah, but what, for example, I mean, give an example of a you just wasteism because I'm genuinely, I don't know what, what, could, what, what could I say to you at the moment that would be a you just wasteism. Oh, in terms of... Uh, uh, you, you, you tell me something and I'll say you just wait. Um, well, I'll give you the example I've had where people have said it to me. It's like, I can't stop worrying about something going wrong during the birth. Yeah, of course. And people but, say, oh, uh, you just wait, you'll worry every... You'll worry every time he crosses the road and every time he goes to this and every time he does that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, thanks, thanks. I don't actually... But, and that's not actually true. I've not, I've not had any worries about Judith compared to what I had before just before she was being born that's interesting everyone so, else uh, has said differently actually, so no it's not i i disagree with that profoundly do you think you're well, remembering... going to happen but i mean it's been five years do you think you're remembering differently because you had a traumatic birth well it wasn't traumatic but there were well, well it, was it was ongoing it was bloody awful for the, it was ongoing and, and there was the exciting there was the exciting moment when the when the monitoring stuff failed it looked like she was flatlining uh-huh uh-huh and that's and that's when i took the gas and air and I and I haven't felt uh, and I haven't felt as terrible as 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 that in any decision that she's made or any peril that she's been in since. So I couldn't actually just say you just want to say yeah. This is probably the scariest bit. I think it is. The thing. The thing. I is think everything. That, I, the thing. I think. Let me speak. The thing. I think no, that I. You're you're dull. Uh, you're gonna be a terrible I, father. You just wait. <laughs> that I don't envy on, you then. the most. Oh, stop it! You're such a horrible human being. Listen, I'm trying to say something nice. Okay. Is that when Victoria went into, began having contractions, went into labour, you must have been so excited and so ready to have your baby. And then the fact that it was days later, that's what I envy you of the least. Yeah, this, I mean, that, that must was... have been so anticlimactic. No, it wasn't anticlimactic. It didn't have, it didn't, there wasn't time for anticlimax, if you see what I mean. It was right. too... Um, too, the everything was too ongoing and, and we didn't sleep for those days or anything yeah. like that so it was kind of there, there wasn't a moment where one could sit down and think hmm this is a this is a bit anticlimactic it was <laughs> right. right let's try this now let's try that now let's do this now let's monitor that now let's phone these people now let's try this let's see if we can get a scan here let's let's uh try dimming the lights a bit more let's try and uh having another one of those showers with the back rub thing more let's do this let's mm. do that so you know there was it, it, it was it was tiring, but it wasn't anticlimactic. Yeah. Okay. The anticlimactic thing was, was well, not anticlimactic. It's not quite the word. The dispiriting thing was when we went in love with the look. This is these contractions are now three minutes apart. Let's go into the hospital they, because and it's two minutes apart. Let's go in the hospital. Obviously, if they're that close together now, then we get we must be dilated enough. And then we went in mm-hmm. and they checked. Said no, nah, go back home. You're not not ready. After we kind of taxi ride into the middle of London. Right. And then had to come back home again um, when we thought this has got to be it because yeah. contractions are so close. Um, so that was the, that was the that was the the one moment that was the worst. I think what was once we were in the hospital at the end. I mean, the, then the only other bad moment was the one I described where the mm-hmm. the flatlining and you know, that happened, uh, and it was 
and then to actually hear, okay, well, look, we've we've tried what we can. I have to, you know, it's stuck. We have to go for a cesarean. That for both of us, that was a, actually a huge relief. It was like, oh yes, I like you say, oh, f- uh, I was like, oh, finally we can meet, we can meet her, and we don't have to to go through through this anymore. We can get on to the next stage. This has been overstaying yeah. its welcome. This stage, but yeah. but and and Victoria means this. We none of us have found it traumatic in the sense that it was a. It's it's something we look back on terribly darkly. Um, okay. because we had a lot. Of, we had a help from a, a a good doula woman who really helped in that stage and meant that the pressure was off was off me and her, and her to a degree for, for for small periods, just enough periods of time to to allow us to regain our uh, our, our sanity. And mm-hmm. so that that worked well. And um, we when we look back on it now. It was a, a a weird kind of exhausting adventure, rather than something that was dark or bleak or, or right. chaotic. Okay, and, and 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 we and, and and so it's and she and Victoria says that you know she 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 sees it as a fairly positive experience compared to what it could have been. And I think once you've once you've come out the other end with a healthy, happy kid then yeah of course it is de facto a positive experience if you see what i mean yeah you could have the most beautiful labor and then something goes wrong and then it isn't so you know it's 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 that that's the that's what happens so of course you're going to be terrified of it until you you hear the thing scream which is which is the best moment yes i can imagine there's that the 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 empathy another empathy we realize empathy failure one thing like when people say oh you can never really know you can never really understand why something is x until you've had your own kid i just think oh shut up it's ridiculous i can i can still and of course it turns out that it's absolutely right so like uh we're at the point you know where laura is now due plus one um and i have we have friends who lost twins within the final trimester Yes. And, the, you know, when you hear that, you think, oh, God, that's awful. You poor things. That must be now. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Now it's like a, I can't even. Yeah. Thinking about it is too traumatic. Yeah, because it's because it's a kind of there. There's this investment of emotion and time and energy and um, prospective imagination that you've put in for all these months that if you think about that in a more kind of um, uh, abstract sense, you 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 don't account for. You just think that's a tragedy, like you know somebody uh, dying of uh, Ebola in Africa is a tragedy. It's, yes, it's hideous. Yes. It's terrible. It's not something I'd want, but I can't sort of picture myself or my immediate family in that situation. It doesn't. It doesn't click with me in that same visceral kick to the stomach way. Whereas, of course, once you've gone through that, then yeah, of yeah. course you uh, or, you're, or you have the potential of going through it. Then it, it you, you you can barely you barely understand. So, I mean, the way we, of course dealt with it right near to the end was kind of trying to be as honest as possible about Mm -hmm. the potentialities and that became increasingly difficult of course um, yes exactly I I thought until the moment I thought right this is this flatline and that's (laughs) and then I turned to drugs (laughs) (laughs) Um, and and that very nasty midwife shouted at me for doing that don't do that father yes Hate all Ghanaians now. Do you? That's nice. Yeah. Private Eye has I became immediately Ghanaian. I became immediately Ghanaian racist at that moment. I believe the word See is garnished. 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 I became garnished. There's yeah. a there's a good Private Eye spoof. Private Eye news story. This uh, edition of. Um, uh, how, it's how uh, black people in Ebola invested countries have been praying for a, a white person to die of the disease. 
Um, and he's Fair like, enough. what? That's it. And then he realized that goes on to say, because now at last, that's that they're going to rush a cure. Yes. Rush, rush have realized there's money in it. Exactly. Because, you know, blacks aren't really worth anything. It was exactly. Yeah. We haven't really worried about, you know, Ebola. it's not the first time there's been an Ebola outbreak. It's just the first time that people in the West no. have been dying of it in a while. It's the first time that it's a, it's the first time that the real people have been rather than the suit than, than the, uh, these little monkey types, you know, Talking but now that which, real people are dying. You know how toothless SNL is and how it never does anything brave anymore. Ugh, well, like it ever did Saturday Night Live nonsense, uh-huh. yeah. They did a sketch in an uh, episode from a couple of weeks back, which was about how it was celebrating whites. We're still on top until 2050 or maybe 2060. It was really brave and funny. It was like, whoa, it was, it was pretty surprising stuff for them. Yeah, well, I'm surprised they're still going, really. I'm surprised network television's still going, really. 40th season of SNL. Is that horrible man yep, still running still, it? He's still running it, yep. Still seems to be on Rob set Maggie's every episode. Immortal. Could be Lorne, girl, Lorne. Anyway, do, do, you want to, do you want to bring Laura on to say hello? No, she, she's out of earshot. She's cooking in the kitchen. I think she's cooking something in the kitchen. Oh, well, this, the, this might have been a good memento yeah, for yeah. pre-birthed Laura. I, still, I don't think she's... Contractions as we speak. I don't think she's going to stop being the same human. As she will. I don't think so. She'll change. You will become, you will become second best. Correctly so. Well, they, I already am. I'm Lucy. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'll just be You're already the third place. I'm already used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even like you'll be, you'll be moved from gold to silver. You'll be moved from silver to bronze. Exactly. I'm barely on the podium as it is. Oh, well. It's fine. <laughs> teetering yeah okay well that actually makes it easier doesn't it well the good yeah. thing about his being a boy is it means we can gang up because that's two boys two girls in the house now that's so true a, that's true although fight. you know L- lucy's worth at least two i think herself so you know, some... <laughs> yeah but laura is uh, Laura's only worth about half your, so it's, your... all... it's fine that's true <laughs> yeah your claws are no nowhere near as good as laura's that's or true. lucy's i don't think we've ever talked over each other as often on an episode I think there's something wrong with this uh, thing. I think there's a slight latency issue, which means that we can't tell when somebody stopped and started. Ah, uh, so that's it. Uh, well, I will record one once this hideous um, phallus boy. owner has been born. <laughs> Laura's or, got or a willy in her. Still... Yeah, she's grown a willy. It could still be a nest of spiders. That of <laughs> every time you've been scanned, they've <laughs> quickly moved into the position of a waving baby. Right now, from the undulations of Laura's tummy, it seems more likely to be a bag of snakes. A bag of snakes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, we'd better we stop. Can. Okay, well, I'll come over as so- literally as soon as the baby's born because you want <laughs> to see me while the vernix is still is still on the baby. Perfect. To to give my judgment. Yeah, I'll see Good you there, um, and we can do a live recording at that point. Excellent. And actually, we can because I. Th- I think we recorded a live run doings maybe a week after Judith was born. Mm-hmm. Remember, we we celebrated with um, Asda Smart Asda, Price. Asda, yes. Asda Smart Price, remember? Mm. A very cheap meal was had. Mm. So I'll, I'll return the favour. Mm. Okay. All right, then. Well, bye-bye. Well, well, good luck and try and have the baby by Tuesday because that was my bet. Okay, bye. See you soon.